When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're wrapping up Thor week. It's been a ton of fun. I'm Coach, and with me as always... Josh Kennedy from Facebook. Josh Kennedy from Facebook. Hey, we dropped a spoiler-free review last night. Had a ton of fun with it. A lot of good times in the parking lot. But we're here now to break down all the spoilers in the whole movie. So, this is our spoiler warning. Josh, do you have a spoiler warning? Uh, Yep, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty epic. I feel like that was uh, exactly yeah, what we were looking for. Really, there. I mean, I, I could probably just add that to a mixtape or something. That could be my uh, my intro to the rap game. I'll call it spoiler alert and then just rap on spoilers. Marvel stuff. Spoilers, we're, spoilers, we're here spoilers. to talk about Marvel stuff. <laughs> spoiler up. Thor. Let's jump into it. Uh, first of all, I know we, we sort of gave our rankings last night, but just for people who haven't seen the spoiler free run, what sort of way you feel about the movie in general? How do you yep. rank it? All that kind of stuff. Just uh, uh, it's a fun adventure. Great times were had the whole time watching the movie. It's uh, There's a stark difference between this and Multiverse of Madness. Both great movies. You can tell they're totally different directions of what they're going for the MCU. And I don't think that's a problem because those characters don't necessarily have a lot in common. So it's awesome. I wanted to rate it a 7.5, but I decided half points were for uh, cowards. So I rounded it up to 8. Cowards and Nazis. Yeah, I know you're probably right. Yeah, I gave it a seven. I feel good about where it's at. I think my overall thoughts is if you go into this thinking it's just a comedy, you're going to be disappointed. If you go into this thinking it's just an action film, you're going to be disappointed. Whoa. It's a pretty prototypical Marvel movie in that it's it's sort of the blend. It feels similar to Endgame and Infinity War and sort of that vein, um, maybe skewing a little more Ragnarok. But it's, it's a typical Marvel movie, whereas, like you said, Multiverse of Madness is probably not. So I like it. I think it's fun. So this movie was essentially kind of like a collection of all genres, a mix up of everything, which puts it in its own tier, I think. It's not quite the drama or the action that you're expecting. There's not a whole lot of romance or comedy going on. It's just a nice, nice crockpot full of good elements. Yeah, I think that puts it in a, I think you said it right, it puts it in a weird spot, because for me, I like every elemental piece. I like the yep. romance. I mm-hmm. thought it was well done. Yep. We'll talk about that later. I liked the jokes. I thought they were well done. Good time. Good timing on everyone, too. Like, those jokes really hit yeah. hard. The uh, theater was losing their mind. It was great. There was cool kills in action. I thought those hit well. Yeah. It doesn't seem to me, maybe it was the story itself. Whatever it is, there's a reason I gave it a 7 and not a 10, despite the fact that I feel like I liked every element of the film. So I don't quite understand what it is, but it's, it's definitely an intriguing it, thing to work through. Gore may be a little bit... like He's awesome when he's on screen, but it seems like a good portion of this movie is directed away from the villain and what he's doing and a lot of it's Thor's adventure, which is 
kind of what you want, but at the same time, maybe you should have your villain's storyline be plotted out a little bit better. I think the Bifrost, we're going to get to all of it, the Bifrost opening the gate to eternity was kind of weird. I mean, it was fine. I love Christian Bale and I loved Gore. We're going to get to that. Well, let's do that first. And that's how the movie starts. So why don't we start there? Let's talk about Gore. Let's talk about him. You just did a review of him on the comic book breakdown earlier this week. Why don't you kick us off and I'll kind of give my impressions as someone who knows very little about him other than that he's got a cool sword. Yes, he has the Necro Sword, which Marvel's very obsessed with swords right now in the comic books, and it seems like they're kind of bringing that into uh, the movies as well. The other, I think it was the Ebony Blade showed up at the end of Eternals, and we're going to get more and more of them as time goes on, I imagine. But Gore the God Butcher, we kind of, he's, the way I see him, he's a combination of like Kratos and like Voldemort. That's He's kind of like a Kratos-Voldemort hybrid, and he did his drive is simply to kill all the gods he was uh abused in the comic book version but his daughter died because the gods didn't save him they essentially mashed two things up so the beginning of the comic book is you know thor finds all the dead bodies you get gore's background and then some random girl prays to thor to come bring uh rain to her planet and her planet has different gods that were killed by gore so that they kind of combine the two for the beginning here. And it was him and his daughter were the last surviving uh, worshipers of whatever the name of that God was played by uh, Kevin Durand though, who also played the blob in X-Men origins Wolverine. Fun little fact. I don't think I realized that you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Neat stuff. But uh, the, the daughter dying, I think at, I think it added more when he was just like an abused young boy. It was a, good story track but the fact that he lost his daughter because the gods refused to intervene i like that backstory more yeah i like the backstory a lot i think it's it was a little long for me the whole setup of the the daughter dying in the showing up to the gods in this weird paradise oasis thing uh i like that the god sort of mocks him back even like because even after his daughter dies he still sort of like is praying to him and stuff Right. And then still is like told like no you're not you get nothing at the end. Yeah, I think that being letting that be the breaking point even more so, I think makes the daughter thing hit even harder. Uh, so I liked all the setup and like you said, I like the whole way they introduced Thor realizing that other gods were dying. Like they go to that planet and Thor comes in and saves them, and it's because this weird race of blue people like. The god that would normally the be protecting him is gone. Killed. Right. So, yeah, and that was a good way to integrate the Guardians in. By the way, I was right about them only being involved in the movie for the first, like, 15 I know, minutes. I kept thinking they were going to come back, but... Nope, never uh, did. Uh, it was fine. I still like the way they used them, but uh, in the comic book, he goes to a library on Omnipotent City, and he finds out about all the MIA gods, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then he himself goes to all these different planets and he discovers the bodies of uh, the different gods. I think the way they did it was probably smarter to get the point across quicker. Yeah, what is like it's a big screen that just... Right, but at the same time, it takes away some of the um, the oomph that came with the panels in the complex, which some of the screenshots in the like live feeds were like exact replicas of the panels, which was really cool. cool. But putting Thor in the same scenario. Like we saw all those gods hanging by the meat hooks in one of them. When he goes to them, they're actually giants, which kind of, I don't know, gives Gore an extra leg up 
that you really buy into. Like he doesn't look like the type of person that could take on giants. And then we see the giant dinosaur looking God as well. But yeah. he has the power. It's, it is intimidating. I think the movie, the one thing that it really sort of does fail on is that it, it seems like he did all that in a week. I wish yeah. the movie would have sort of like shown it's like, oh, this guy has been the God butcher and he's, this is Actually, his work over the last thousands like, hundred, of years. Couple believe, years yeah. yeah. Thousands of years. He's been killing gods and it went unnoticed. That's the crazy thing. I did like what they did in the movie where Zeus was aware that all of these gods were getting killed, but he didn't feel that he needed to say anything because they were safe. It's like, that's very elitist of him, but makes yeah, perfect sense. And this movie kind of sets off as soon as he touches the sword, it like gives him some sort of vision that he needs to buy frost or whatever. Which like gives him a reason to go after Thor. Yeah, and I wish there was a better way, but I don't know that I can come up with one. So I think you couldn't have Thor chasing him because it doesn't. And maybe you could have, but it, I think this works a little better. But it fell off. It just fell off that he just like was given a vision that he needed the Bifrost, and so he immediately is chasing Thor. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, some of the decisions were a little bit odd, but it is for the sake of it being a movie. Then what do you think of the shadow monsters? Keep the thing moving. Those were uh, the worst new. part of the movie. Well, he had like shadow dogs in the comic books that were kind of served the same purpose. They, no, 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 they were pretty lame. They were definitely I, they were lame. They were the worst part of it. I mean, I feel like I say this a lot of Marvel movies is like, oh yeah, whatever your weird generic uh, CGI monster that people just get to fight. They made them stronger in the movie than in the comic book because, like, Thor was cutting through them like papers, the way it was, it was explained. He had to kill a lot of them, but he was going through them like no problem. And instead, in this, it takes them a while to take these shadow monsters yeah, down. Yeah, sometimes. They, I thought they were lame. I thought they were they were lame, but you got to have something for people to do cool kills on. Otherwise, there's only one... See, that's the thing is, like, the shadow monsters were lame, but the way he used, like, the shadows to his advantage, like, to uh, bind them and uh, cover their mouths and pull them back into the darkness, all that stuff was dope. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, and, like, the the shadow monsters were lame. The way, like, when he showed up in town, like, the shadows got longer and they became monsters. That stuff was cool, but it was just them actually in monster form fighting was super, super lame. And you also couldn't really see what was happening. I felt like that was struggle. You couldn't tell which shadow monster looked like what i am curious because we're getting to the point where like everything streams in 4k but not everyone has a 4k tv so the person that has like a 10 year old flat screen they're probably gonna have a rough time trying to watch this movie during they the don't day care at this it's point. Co- all they care about is they i want know they, the i know the producers don't care but i'm just trying to think for like a regular person they're not necessarily up to that point and that that takes away from the movie a little bit because mm. in those scenes it reminds me of like trying to watch one of the Harry like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two. If you're trying to watch that on an old school TV, it's really hard to make out because it's so dark. Yeah. But I mean, just like what I said with Spider-Man uh, at this point, it's a theater experience first. Yes. It's a movie to watch later. Second. Don't get me wrong. I'm really not complaining because it was awesome in the theater and I have a 4k TV. So I don't, I know. No, I, mean, <laughs> I just, I think for them, it's like just show up to the theater. Then if you want You want to watch it in all its glory? Give us 20 bucks. That's a good spot, uh, Coach. Why don't we talk about that? It's kind of in the middle of the, the storytelling here, but the theater experience on this one. I mean, we mentioned them laughing and stuff, but I'll Spider-Man, you, it felt like community. I'll tell you my theater experience. Someone was drunk. I don't know if you could smell them, but I would say about three rows no. in front of me and towards the right, 
I could smell the liquor on someone's breath, That's and impressive. I wasn't pumped about it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was forced. Dude, whoever's down you. there, you need to, you need to calm down down there, buddy. It wasn't loud. It wasn't obnoxious. I could just smell his breath. I was like, how much were you at that well, bar before you walked in here? But They have a bar outside of the theater for a reason, so I they guess do. he and took it's a fancy uh, bar, and I like that they bring me food. That's true. Yeah, it, for the most part, though, you're right to say that it definitely wasn't Spider-Man. There's a little bit of energy, some claps every now and then, a little bit of oohs and a couple of ahs. And I was annoyed with a couple claps. There's a couple times I you're like, really, we're doing way. this? And then I, I accidentally made the joke out loud. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to kill someone. I was like, oh, can't say that in the theater. I take it back. Sorry, <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my joke. God. I wish I had my M6 for that. No, no. I was just really annoyed with what was going on because I was like, why are we clapping at this guy? Yeah, so we I, do that sometimes, though. It just know. it happens. I feel like every big movie now, people feel like, oh, we got to clap. Like, no. It's yeah, like, as if you'll the director's know. in there watching the movie with you and we have to applaud his great work. <laughs> yeah, you'll know when you need to clap. It, yeah, it's true. Just take over. Um, yeah. yeah. just fine. There's a few things that were fine. Um the Guardians, I thought were fine. I didn't mm. think they did anything of interest. I think they were just in there because they were in there at the end of Endgame, and they well, were like, that, "Yeah, that was what it was." It, it was a jumping off point. They're like, "Okay, well, we built it up like they were going to go on all these adventures together, and we can't really back down now. So let's put them on like one adventure together, imply that they've been doing it for a while, and then they can just bugger off for the rest of the uh, the film." <laughs> Yeah, learned very little. There wasn't a lot of interesting interactions. A couple funny things on the ship. So, for a cameo, I think it was fun. Well, that's that's the way I saw it. And I wasn't upset with how the Guardians were used. To me, it felt like a Doctor Strange cameo in Ragnarok. Or like Iron Man in Spider-Man Homecoming. Like it's, or, you know, Happy Hogan in Far From Home and so on and so forth. It's like a small little thing that's like there, but it's not an crazy important to the storyline and i think that's okay sometimes we're getting too used to the multiverse of madness I know. Right. <laughs> where everybody is like there the whole time was it just you to me it felt like star lord was not quite star lord you know like chris pratt didn't quite have star lord locked in for this he wasn't movie. as sarcastic i i mean chris pratt's been doing a lot more serious roles and I have heard of actors that, like, they go a little while without playing the character. Like, Ewan McGregor's a perfect example. He, the last time he played Obi-Wan was episode three, and he had to rediscover the Obi-Wan voice. Yeah, and which I think... Pratt just didn't get to that point again. And, especially, oh. yeah, when you know you only have a scene and a half. Right, exactly. It, you know, but it, so it felt weird that he didn't quite have it. Um, but what did but, you think of that introduction stuff with Thor? I mean, we, we talked about how this the, the Guardian stuff went, but Thor himself... The story that's being told in his weird, like, getting back into sad vibes. Yeah, like Korg. Korg is, he's the real MVP of this movie. He's the narrator telling stories to children, and he's also the comedic relief. And, you know, he's putting a lot of out of, a lot of the film on his own back, and I don't think no, that's a problem. He's so good. But, yeah, that plot device where it logically translated, like, okay, well, we're going to tell the story of how Thor and the Guardians and how Thor went from fat Thor to, you know, God bod type of thing. And it was, they were able to squeeze it in like a short amount of time, but in regular cinema, sometimes people get a little obsessed with every little detail on what happened here and what happened there. So having it be a storyteller, skipping the unimportant parts made a lot more sense. What do you think of the place that Thor's in? You think, I thought it was interesting. His whole, like, he's no longer quite depressed. 
but now he's just sort of place. existing. He just is floating yeah, through life. I mean, I don't mind it. I'm glad that eventually his like drive to this is trying to like read to discover himself. He's a couple thousand years old and he still doesn't know himself. But at the beginning of this, he is finally slowing down from being the like always looking for a fight Thor. And he kind of obviously he meditates and then he talks about how much he hates meditating later yeah. in the movie, which was a great joke. But he's clearly on a journey of like, I don't know, making up for the last 20 or, you know, even thousand years of treating his body kind of crappy. Not that he needs, you know, he's a god, so it doesn't matter. But mentally, it would weigh on you eventually. It's an interesting start. I, I kind of take it a little different. So knowing where the movie ends and like right. his, he ends up the importance of love, you know, whatever. We'll talk about that as we go. Yes. I think starting at a point of feeling nothing and shutting off the world is like a pretty reasonable and like connected point that a lot of people understand, you know, especially people our age. I think it's, it's a pretty common thing at this point. You, got dumped something happened blah blah we can get to that there's point something so I about i i wrote this down but i, I you know there's there's just something about a breakup headspace not that he's necessarily in that anymore but you're just looking like at things was, a little different yeah still though but i think she wasn't in ragnarok either <laughs> i know but i think that's 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 what's both weird but also like the it feels like that point like he's right. He's in breakup headspace at this point. Yes, yeah. Despite the fact that like he didn't feel like that in the last movie, but they had to because this movie now includes Jane. Well, so I mean, his whole if... arc—he felt bad enough about not killing Thanos, and then obviously he got super fat and disassociated from reality almost entirely. And now he's finally getting back to where he was prior to the Thanos thing. Like this is maybe him recovering from all of that and realizing that he is still hurt from the whole Jane situation. The explanation, you can write it any way you want it. The way they did it in the movie was great. Yeah. It's fine. for me. It feels like this story would have made sense as three instead of four, like just yes. the emotional growth of it, not necessarily the plot itself, but the emotional headspace. He probably should have done this before he, he did all the Avengers Endgame stuff, but it's fine. I thought it was very interesting. Um, okay, so let's jump into that then. I think the next thing is one of the big cruxes of the movie is the romance. Yes. Um, let's hit on it. Let's dive deep. It went from a romance that had nothing. I don't care what it says. You know, there, Thor one and yeah. two. It is. It's got it's right there with the worst romances. Um, Their on screen chemistry so. is just absolute trash. I mean, she had the quick cameo in Endgame but they didn't actually really get to interact much. So that doesn't even count. They, they just don't seem like they were right for each other until this movie. And I genuinely really bought into that relationship with this one. I loved everything about it. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. It went from nothing. I, I think it went from an absolute nothing, not just chemistry wise, but the story they wrote was nothing. The reason they broke up was nothing. They gave this whole like anamorphous, before this movie. They gave I like how this... they retroactively gave them like a true relationship story yes. and a true relationship breakup. That was the best, like one of the best things they could do with this movie is giving the fans closure, but then also bringing it back. I loved how it was so well done. That That's like, exactly okay. right. They took, yeah. they retroact, that's a good way to put it. They retroactively gave them a romance. Yep. And then they gave us a reason to care about it. And the whole like meet cute of like getting back together and like, that's weird. You would have this awkward sort of like 
hey, it's nice to see you. Like, I still think you're hot. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) The the comment on each other is hot again. That's wonderful. And I love how Taika just randomly decided, you know what? The hammers are also jealous of each other. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What a double layer of, like, God, that was this, so funny. That, that was the, one of the best, like, just running jokes throughout the whole thing is how pissed Storm or Stormbreaker is. Yes, he did. He, he didn't just want Jane back. He also wanted Neil near back. Stormbreaker yes, was did. not, uh, not bumped up. That was really funny. That's and hilarious. I, yeah, I liked all the stuff. The backstory they give her about the cancer and stuff. When it first happened, I was like, I'm not sure I'm going to be into this. I like, bought kind it. Kind of annoying. Almost immediately, I was like, wow, yeah. Like her, uh, like running against time when she is known as a super smart lady and she's setting her mind in now, instead of focusing on like the stars and finding ways to you like get to the other realms. Now she's hyper-focused on trying to cure cancer herself, which is kind of wild. I like, I like the idea that that's, she needed to get to to me on there because that's what she thought would help her survive. And then the revelation as this movie developed that it's actually what's killing her. Yeah, uh, shout out to Eric Selvig's quick cameo. Man looks old, but I'm glad he made an appearance. You you keep talking about the Selvig as if I should care or anyone else should care, but you're going to be wrong all the time. That's fine. Um, I know. He's, he's just in brought up in Ms. Marvel. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's two, two Selvig references in the same week is nonsense. That's too much. So whatever. We're going to move on. Comment below how much... That's he's not my favorite. I'm not by any means saying he's even my Your favorite character. Know, I get it. Yeah, you it's, know what? It. Right, it goes Selvig, Winter Soldier. No, no that's, that's what it feels like. It's what it feels like this week. Um, not even the top hundred. <laughs> but I liked her. I liked it. I liked the the racing against the clock. The classic, like using the powers, just killing you thing. It's a little bit of a trope we've seen, but it worked well. Especially, I think if it wasn't for the fact that the romance worked so well the her cancer thing it would have just felt awful but because you're like oh wait no i want you guys to like get together it's like starting to work out and then you realize that she's that was a great way that i mean we're jumping ahead a little bit but we're talking about the relationship as a whole when thor thor confessed his love prior to learning about the cancer that was the right way to do it instead of the other way around where he finds out about it and then feels like he's on a like a clock before she dies that he has to tell her he chose to do that prior to having that knowledge. So that was pretty great. Uh, yeah, I liked all, I liked the, when she told him, I liked the bed scene. I liked pretty much everything they did together. I think it, what well, it probably was the best part of the movie to me was the romance. I don't know if you feel similarly, cause it was, you know, a lot of good action, a lot of good comedy yeah. to me. I think this is the best, the strongest aspect of the film. Uh, it might be the strongest aspect. There's a lot of other things I really enjoy, though. Like, I really like gore. I really like the, the interwoven fatherhood stuff throughout this one. I mean, maybe just because I'm biased at the moment, but it's cool. Yeah, it was that felt like it got shelled for a while, then came back. I did like, I don't know if you realize it, they kept playing Sweet Child of Mine, and now oh, at yeah. the end, it sort of makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, there's lots of 80s references, and I... The 80s nostalgia is quite a lot. Yeah, well, they also had, you know, Axel Rose. You got the name and, yeah, stuff like that. Kids, a lot of kids going on in this movie. Um, so, yeah, for me... That's one thing I didn't like. Great. We're going to get to the kids. I, I'm going to talk about how much mm-hmm. I... Like, I felt like they were trying to copy what happened in Logan and do it again. And I was like, not about mm-hmm. it. 
I'm not saying it was entirely we'll, bad. We'll get to said, it. Like I said, we will get to it. I, I do have a different opinion. I, I do want to talk about, spoiler alert, the end. I, the whole thing is a spoiler I know. <laughs> she's yelling it again, so everyone you know, can yell at me. For some reason, you got this far. When you're like, but I didn't want to know about the end end. I just wanted to know about the entire plot. Uh, <laughs> her dying. Bummer. Bummer city for me. Did Pretty love it. cool that she ended up in Valhalla, and we got a sick Idris Elba cameo. Yeah, the other side of the thing's cool. Doesn't I thought for sure we were going to get Thor's mom in that scene. I even said it to Ray yeah. while we were watching it. I was like, are we going to get Thor's mom here? Idris nah, Elba also if we ever see her, sense. it would be because Thor Loki. Like We get to see them. No Loki. Uh, very notable absence. The first not time surprised. he's been uh, you know, gone from... No, no, I'm not surprised at all, but this is the first Thor project that Loki wasn't part of. Yeah, and you can't have him be the Valhalla one because I think they want to keep the door open on the like 1% chance that he's alive, you know? So you can't show him in Valhalla and confirm anything. That just is the way to go. But it bums me out she's dead, man. Like I said, the romance I thought was great. I don't... I, did, I wanted to see more of it. I didn't want that to be the end of Thor and Jane. It's a bummer that that's the end of Thor and Jane. So I don't like it. Yeah, but I didn't build it up in my head too much because I could kind of tell from the beginning that she's get, like she's going to make the ultimate sacrifice. That's all that is yeah, soon as like she it. had cancer. I was like, oh, yeah, she's dying this movie. It's going to be epic, but she's yeah, dying this movie. doesn't mean I have to like it. No, but you know, I, I didn't attach myself to their relationship too much. There I was like a glimmer see... of hope at the end. When no, he's like, no, I knew she was dying the whole time. There was no right. shot. No shot she was ever going to I thought it was like, ah, of the 19 things he could wish for. God, I wish this would be the one, but I know it's not going to happen. Nope. Um, so that bummed me out. Okay, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, let's, I'm not, let's, let's do the kids first. You want to talk about the kids? I like, no, nah, I don't like the kids. I like They're the okay. ending with the kids. Don't like anything else. Okay, too. highlights of the kids. Uh, Axel, that was I. I like that character a lot. Heimdall's nah. son, that, the, the leader of the children. I nah. enjoyed that character. No, again, not my favorite character, but they plot, did a good job. I think it was more of a plot device than he was a character. It felt like. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could go either way on it. They they had a, they like the kid had a personality, which is good. I. That's sure. fine. That's fine. It's Moving a fine thing on. to have. Okay, keep going. Yes, but the children thing, like their epic fight, uh, the fact that Thor had to caveat is like, I'm going to give them for a limited time the power of Thor. I was that, like, was that was great. Awesome. <laughs> it was to cool. me, that's great. Like I said, I don't yes. like anything else kids, but that was great. First off, the fact that he's like, it was he so has funny. the power to just give the power of Thor around. It's well, awesome. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the, the explanation, we didn't touch on it, but the explanation that like, Thor's the reason Jane can uh, wield Mjolnir now. Yeah, was that cool. was awesome. Uh, we yes. did forget. That's like, well, that was so good. Oh, yeah. that was so good. Yeah, well, I guess we can give the weapons there. No, we, we might as well just say no. Yes, the Mjolnir, the way that it was assigned They gave to Mjolnir Jane, and Stormbreaker a personality. Which is which so funny. Is so good. I love it. But kids, yeah, mostly just boring. Uh, they weren't that important. I, I genuinely felt like they were trying to like capitalize on that aspect of Logan for some reason. And that wasn't anyone's favorite part of Logan. It was cool. And that movie still one of my favorite of all time. But if they wouldn't have had those kids in it, would I still have liked the movie? More than likely. I don't feel that way. I feel that it was it was a little just heavy handed foreshadowing to the end of the movie i think they just wanted to keep shoving kids in your face so that way when you got to the end of the movie you went oh yeah i guess thor's been well it caring turned about gore into time. krampus is what it did <laughs> he's killing the children in the night 
his like weird thing with the snake was pretty creepy. That's one of the yeah. That was, that was I thought his best acting. I thought it was right there. Was I thought so that good. scene was his best. Oh, his best man. acting. Oh, Christian Bell. But yeah, kids, kids were fine. The other thing I wanted to ask about uh, while we're on it is Omnipotence City. I'm I'm Omnipotence City. City. Yes. What do you think of that whole scene? Uh, uh, I have. It was cooler take. than what they did in the comic book. The comic book showed the city said what it was i do wish they would have done like the library thing because it's very similar to like the archives of the jedi like that type of feel Mm -hmm. toward it and you could like it has like books about all the gods and all their tales that would have been kind of neat but they kind of did that in loki so it's fine but outside of that omnipotent city is only mentioned is like only well mortals can't come here they can never lay their eyes on it and that's kind of the extent of it he doesn't run into a bunch of other gods or have a cool scene it's it's it falls flat in the comic book because it's not a focus and this it's clearly it clearly is and i i enjoyed it it was cool i like seeing all the gods all right well i'm gonna fade you here because i thought it was the worst part of the movie and i hated it it wasn't my favorite part i didn't say that yeah. at all i said i, I liked it i'm just saying it's my least favorite i thought it was bones I thought it was bo- I thought it was annoying i didn't get what i guess it was annoying to first off just the premise that thor is like not you know that well this guy that there's a lot of religions that you know were based back in the day about all these things. Norse is like one of the top five that we know about that have existed. So this idea that Thor isn't one of the big pantheon ones. I get that Zeus yeah. might be the number one. Well, the way they caveated it is this is all of the gods in the entire universe, I not know. just in our universe. So the fact that we've got yeah, but th- Zeus 20... is just is just Earth as well, like. I get what you're saying, but like Zeus is a bigger name. Maybe not so much modern but day. But like barely, though. Like, it, the difference between Zeus I, and I, Thor I get isn't your, this huge game. So it your... annoys me that it felt like he was a nobody in this room. Like, he should have been one of the, I back the big that names. Yes. Like when, I agree with you. He, he should have been, because he is more important than he was given credit for. I will give you the, that. It bothered sure. me. But also, yeah, the Zeus revealed that he's fat and lazy and weird. It's whatever. It made sense. Yeah. Considering Funny, the guy with a weird accent, I was like, "All right, yeah, sure. I don't know what's going he's on trying to accents. do Greek, but it didn't go that well." I thought they oversold the whole like watching him show off with his thunderbolt. Oh my god, like, the thunderbolt was funny for one or two tricks, and he did seventeen of them. I know, so I just thought that overstayed its welcome. The fight scene that happened there was just another man. I did like the the gold blood and then fighting off yes, his warriors like as like a team. That was dope. Yeah, what are all the other gods doing at this point? They're just like, I guess they're just, we'll just watching. I thought the murder. same thing is like, I did like the you caught the Athena the Athena cameo, didn't you? And it wasn't Angelina Jolie yeah. just putting pointing that out for everyone because I speculated on that. I know, so you're half right. I mean, uh, Athena did show up, and uh, she's next up as far as Greek gods are concerned. So, yeah, she's if, if if he ended up dying, no, that's her only cameo right there. No, if we do anything with Hercules, she's for sure going to have another cameo later on. Maybe not the same actress. Uh, Yeah, I just didn't like any of that stuff. I thought the fight scene was like, okay. I like the the blood. I thought it was a cool little touch. It's how they got away with not rating it at R. They're like, well, we're going to have it be super gory, just not red, so it doesn't count. Yep, they did it with the shadows. Yeah, they did it a few different times. Um, Yeah, so for the most part, it was meh. I just didn't like anything that was going on at the city. I liked the like fact that he put down Zeus. I thought it was cool. I thought Kinda that was the one thing I liked. At the end, I was pretty pissed that he was still alive. 
It's like you took a thunderbolt through the chest. Why are we doing? Oh, what I thought. Doing here? I actually thought it made perfect sense because otherwise, this the sword kind of loses its impact if like you could just die to the thunderbolt. I think the idea is like it would take something extraordinary or this sword to actually be able to kill people. Oh, Especially you're saying someone... Thunderbolt doesn't have the power of the Necroblade. That makes sense. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, so, like, a lot of that stuff was all fine. It was weird that they needed another weapon, but it it ended it up making the sense way they used because it, it they worked. needed to well, get rid of Stormbreaker. Uh, Valkyrie, and... we talked about in the spoiler-free review, she's wonderful. I love her so much. She's one of my favorite, like, characters, like, female characters in the MCU right now, but... Was she highlighted in this movie? Not really. No. Nope. Uh, she had some cool scenes, some fun stuff. Uh, she's, you know, obviously being super sexy, hitting on chicks, hitting on dudes. You know, she's doing great. Tessa Thompson's a great actress. But outside of that, you know, not a whole lot going on. Not a lot going on. Thunderbolt like her scene at the beginning where she's king of New Asgard. That was neat. Yeah, with her, with her suits and all Meetings. that good stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's fine. The Jersey damn school. Uh, yeah, so I'm in City. I'm going to go ahead and that was my least favorite part of the movie. I didn't hate it the same way I would hate like Canto Bite and Star Wars where that actually legitimately like borderline ruins the film for me if I don't skip it. Like I could watch it in Emerson City and be like, yeah, okay, this is fine. Maybe I'll look for better cameos next time. There were some funny ones. Some, some cool gods looked no, at. Conchu. Didn't that's see not Egyptian funny. god. I thought we did. Did we? Did we see one? Like I saw one. Osiris? I don't know. We might have. We might have saw a jackal. I might have seen a jackal. I don't remember. I'm sure it'll all come out in time of all the different cool little references yes, we got. Mm-hmm. But that one wasn't super great. Um, there's something else I wanted to hit on besides the weird goats who uh, were weird and they were goats. God, they were the the scream. It was used <laughs> too much, but it was so funny. Oh, but I felt like it hit. How did it hit so long? It shouldn't have, because it stopped being funny after three screams, yet it still ended up being funny. They just took the goat simulator concept and just added it to the movie. Also, those goats are important in actual Norse mythology. That's the funniest part. That's why it makes it funny. It's just the fact that like they were like forcibly gifted these goats, and uh, that was great. (laughs) Yeah, good stuff. I like how I tried to put it on the Guardian ship, and it just absolutely chaos just kicking everything find that shot yeah. of it where it was like right up against the camera just like screen that was funny yeah goats were good um but i feel like i had something oh just the ending in general i wanted to talk about i want to talk about the ending i want to talk about the idea of this this eternity and this wish and talking gore down and and all that happened here at this this final scene at the well of eternity why didn't he think of bringing his daughter back in the first place yep Exactly I mean, if, what he, I thought in if he knew, I mean, I guess, did he not? No, because he knew about the Bifrost thing super early on. So why did he kill all the other gods? He should have gone straight for Thor. I understand he's pissed at the gods, but if he brings his daughter back, he's got no reason to be pissed at the gods anymore. The only explanation I could come up with is that they do say the sword corrupts and poisons him. So that's yeah. the only, the only, leader. but I thought the same thing. I thought, I thought it would be much more interesting. This is what I thought was going to happen. Is he was gonna get there, and Thor was gonna like, try to talk him out of it, and he's like, he was gonna be like, "Why would I not bring my daughter back when I have a chance?" And it was gonna kind of be like a surprise, like a little twist. And he's like, "Oh, we thought he was gonna wish for the end of the gods." Okay, that yeah. But his that plan the that. whole time was actually his daughter, 
Uh, that about a better way to do it. Yeah, that's a that's a good point though. The fact that he is being corrupted. If you look at the Necro Sword, kind of like a symbiote of sorts, mm-hmm. and since he's been wielding it for, I guess, a few weeks in this timeline, that yeah, that timeline bums me out. <laughs> the gore going from thousands of years as the God Butcher to like, yeah, yeah, he's been around for a month. Like, shut up. A little lame. A little yeah. lame for sure. I guess we don't really know for sure. We don't know for sure the timeline, but it seems like it was that's true. Um. Yeah, and then he can just use the power of shadows to just travel anywhere instantaneously. Now, so we got a Lady Sif cameo. That's that was his like jump from Guardians to that like uh, dinosaur looking god. I could have did. Haven't we seen her die? I feel like we did. Did we not? We did not. No, she she was not. I know, one of the ones I know that Hela killed the Warriors hell. three. I remember that. I no. just thought I thought I'd seen her die before, but I guess I'm wrong. No, we sure didn't. She without an arm now though, so that's something. Yeah. Uh, what do we think of the metal left arm in the MCU? Just what everyone wanted. That's what everyone needs. What we all need, really. Um, I thought Eternity kind of looked interesting. I liked the. It reminded me of just the, you know, whatever that play. No, was it nowhere? No, the the one in Infinity War that they have to sacrifice themselves for the Soul Stone. I forget about the name of that planet. But as soon as um, you sacrifice someone, you wake up in almost an identical like flat water area that reflects up with a cool looking sky i'm like yeah this feels like they've done it before that's a good point um yeah the the wish itself the whole idea of giving thor a kid at the end you know said jane dies i'm curious how you felt about that because we might have different opinions love it okay Never mind, we're on the same page there. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't like the, the Jane and die. I would much rather they just been a family. I thought it would be really cool. Um, but it it's oh, definitely the something the, that the next made best thing. me angry about this was Jane's stupid catchphrases. It was funny for like a couple, but when she actually attached, like, I'll take the mighty Thor or Dr. Jane Foster or what was the last one? Eat my hammer. I was so pissed. I was genuinely cringing in my seat. I was Um, so irritated. So my hope is my hope is uh, is my thought is that they knew it was cringe and that was the point. I hope so. She was genuinely trying to deliver a line there. I don't know how she ever even got a nomination for an Oscar because that was stupid. The rest yeah. of her acting was great, though, um, but I hated that scene. But I don't know. Maybe so maybe much. the females in the audience were like, yeah, it's Mighty Thor. Yeah, but it didn't they sound said that. mighty. It didn't matter. Uh, it well, felt the fact cringe, that she followed up with like, sure. I'm also a doctor and eat my hammer. I was pissed. Yes. <laughs> stupid. I felt very cringe. Explaining yourself is annoying. <laughs> anyway. Good tangent. I appreciate that tangent because I agree. Thanks. Um, cool, yeah, cool white girl the, the 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 daughter's cool, and the, yes. the spot the final scene after Korg does his little story, which a lot of cool stuff happens there. The final scene where it's like, it seems like he's setting her up for breakfast and like, oh, get like the taking her to school. Like, it sounds like he's taking her to school, like right? Yes. That's the yeah. whole point. It's very it's very well done. It's very true of like what what it do. is to get a, a kid ready for school. Which I've done a ton of times. It's that's exactly what it's like. Um, but then he gets the boots on and everything. And they, what did I always say about how to treat bullies? If someone needs help, you help them. But if it's this and that, and then they just open the thing, and they're just like both going they're off to fight on a battlefield. <laughs> you know the side joke. Oh, well, obviously, what? like she colored Mjolnir. That was very funny. But I love how she ended up with Stormbreaker when it was her height. I was like, the obvious way to go would have been switch the hammers, but they they went for the stars. They're like, nope, she's wielding Stormbreaker. I love it, and it's a funny little 
fun little chord line at the end that it's love and thunder. And I love it. I think it's yeah. really cool. I'm excited for it moving forward. She was the lesson he needed to learn. That's what he needs in his life is love. Um, mm. And you would think that maybe that love Can't would have to get it from, from Jane anymore. Jane. But yeah, I guess him getting a daughter without having to go through the process of raising the, I mean, he's raising the kid from this point on, but him being, you know, baby dad, baby dad, Thor type of thing would have been kind of odd to see in the movies. Yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, so for me, that's, that's all the main things I had. Yeah. The little points I did want to get your opinion. Was there any specific joke or anything that kind of stuck out to you that you thought was really funny? And I'm glad that uh, I made it in. There's just some really good stuff. The <laughs> Korg, the fact that Korg's uh, whole species is only male, and you have to like put your hands together for a month over a molten like lava pit. <laughs> it's like, I, funny. I love that stuff. I it love this idea because there's nothing the I hate more. Dwayne. <laughs> Yeah, and doing his sweet mustache. That was his sweet um, mustache. There's like nothing I hate more than like sci-fi things that aren't sci-fi enough. Yeah, it's just like a green human. That's man, a you know what very I mean? good point. This is this did not shy away from the alien weird of it all. I love when it's like, yeah, how would rock people reproduce? We would just hold our hands over a weird molten thing until somehow it melted and became a child. That's Baby to boy. me hilarious. Or yeah, that, that they the only thing that's alive is their face. That wasn't the the best joke. I mean, Korg gave all of the best jokes. What were some of his like really good ones though? Were like he did it a bunch of times, and everyone was losing their mind whenever he delivered the joke. What was it? I don't remember. I don't oh, know. It was early on. It was so funny. Oh my god! It doesn't matter. It's fine. Korg. Korg's the funny joke. <laughs> Korg is the funny joke. His whole like his whole talking like well. He's just standing there and Thor's looking at Jane and he's just like, nah, the one who got away. Yeah, the one who got away. Yeah, like, that was just funny. repeating everything the he said. That he was just ahead at one point and he was singing for no reason. Oh, the song was great. <laughs> the song was uh, stupid. Oh my god, Valkyrie. She's she was she had a couple funny ones too. Uh, I like yeah. how she's like, Yeah, we're Team Jane. And you know, she was always trying to big up their relationship. She was a perfect wing woman in the in the movie. What do you think of Naked Thor? He's hot. <laughs> I thought those cool tattoos. The yeah, the tattoo is cool. the R.I.P. Loki. I like how you could... <laughs> they tried to go like Norse, but also they were like, yeah, we're going to have a scratcher do it. And, and mm-hmm. the tat- it's somebody that doesn't work in a shop. It's like somebody that he just like ran into someone on a battlefield. They're like, yeah, dude, give me a prison tat on my back. <laughs> like, Let's we, go. We got to. Uh, yeah, I thought that's, I thought that, I like that part. It's the only thing I'm going to say I like was the flick and then all the girls pass out and then that's when Jane like, eh, we could hang out a little bit. Well, I like the joke later that she makes where like Thor's like, I am okay with, I'm comfortable being naked. Oh yeah, I embarrassed. I was like, yeah, he's not embarrassed at all. I looked hot. Jane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look hot. (laughs) You look good. You look good. What do you want me to say about it? Oh God, that was great. So plenty of fun, plenty of laughs I thought to be had. I thought. You said interesting story beats throughout. My favorite part was the romance. Mantis got to do a couple of one-liners too. She's always appreciated. Groot got to he he laughed. I am Groot in one line. And Groot stopped being funny to me three movies ago, but that made me laugh. <laughs> or he's like, I am Groot. <laughs> when uh, when uh, what's his face said that he was in love again. Uh, Did Drax have a brother. single line? I feel like I don't. You're... Oh, once or twice. <laughs> I, like I, I was that was a com- minor complaint I had. I was like. 
I don't know. I really like Dave Bautista's Drax, and you just threw him in the background because he's a guardian, but he didn't have anything. Yeah, that like I said, for the most part, most of them didn't. Um, I'm interested by Guardians, but this did not help set up my interest at all. I feel like this has nothing to do with what's going to happen in Guardians. It doesn't. I think that's a that's an important distinction. I think the only thing this really highlights is they're still the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they respond to a lot of distress signals now instead of uh, just like winging it for the money. And we know Thor won't be around. Yeah, that it confirms that too. Uh, noticeably, I mean, obviously we weren't expecting this year, but Gamora still hasn't reunited with the Guardians, and this is taking place a little while after Endgame because Thor's back in God mm-hmm. Bod shape. So I'm curious what Gamora's doing. We're gonna find out in the next Guardians movie. She might be the connection with Adam Warlock. I don't know. We're gonna see, but Guardians were yeah, B or B status in this. Phase four, all wrapped up now. Well, actually, it's not wrapped up until Wednesday when Miss Marvel ends, I suppose. Um, So never mind. We'll have that discussion then. I was going to ask you how I would feel about it. Boy, it's on Miss Marvel wraps up, and then we'll discuss our final thoughts on the phase. Um, Any final thoughts you got on Thor? Uh, Nope. I'll probably do another review next week with a couple other buddies. I know Darius wants to do one. Noah wants to do one. I might get Rhea, and maybe I'll do them all at once. It'll be great. So one more day of Thor week, probably. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, that's what we always want to do. We'll we'll circle back around to Thor at some point. I'm sure we'll do some sort of Marvel steps or something on it. Because we want to keep the love Maybe going. Maybe we'll just do that. Oh, you want to try and do a Marvelous Depths on the Dark World and hate ourselves the whole episode? No, what if we just rag on it the whole time? That'd be fun. Maybe the wait, next wait, time. Wait, Thor instead of Marvelous out. Depths, we'll do like Marvelous Shallow End. <laughs> something like that. That's a, There's a good joke there. We're going to figure it out. We'll workshop it. There's nothing. There's nothing good about Thor. Even shitting on Dark World is just a waste of everyone's life. Um, that's that movie sucks. But yeah, Thor, super fun, ton of great. Thank you guys for hanging out for Thor week. Uh, hope you guys had all the love and thunder you could have possibly got into. And we'll see you guys next week when Marvel Miss Marvel comes out. We'll give it a review, like you said. We'll talk a little bit more about Thor. We'll see whenever that kind of happens. But hopefully, we see you next week. Hopefully, you stick around. Then we'll jump back into. And I won't. I don't want to call them filler episodes, but more like free flowing discussions about whatever we sort of want. We'll keep up with the news, and we haven't heard a whole lot about what's going on in Phase Five yet. So I'm kind of uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, we already touched on the Taron Edgerton thing. I, yeah. He's got a new show called Blackbird on Apple TV. I just watched the first episode, and it got me more excited for Wolverine. So boom. I got a feeling there's going to be like a big release of a lot of random information that's going to come out soonish. Like yeah, Marvel, they've been keeping things under wraps for the most. Although, oh, a uh, little bit of Marvel news. I Say believe something conf- about She-Hulk. I'm going to suplex you. That's not what I'm No, it's confirmed that Kingpin and Daredevil are both going to be an Echo, as, as opposed to just an Afrios Kingpin. So that's cool. That is cool. I look forward to Echo. Uh, yeah. All right. Sweet. Thor was fun. See you guys next week. And uh, until then, try not to have too much fun without us.